Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves with the San Francisco 49ers. Hey, welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. On this Tuesday, let's explain what we mean. Perloff, you brought this to our attention yes. yesterday. You, a little look ahead to the Super Bowl odds. Yeah, so San Francisco, according to FanDuel Sportsbook, would be favored by a point and a half over Baltimore and also favored over Kansas City, which I think surprised a lot of people. Because right now, Baltimore is playing the best football by far, and Kansas City just beat Buffalo, where San Francisco kind of felt like they got a little lucky against the Packers. They definitely did. I think they did admit that. Yes, but here's the thing with San Francisco. When you pull back, does a team that has – five surefire Hall of Famers and maybe a five another Hall of Famers. They just have so many great players that, and they've been so close before that I think I'm with everybody else. I think that they should win a Super Bowl. This feels like a Super Bowl team. Where you look at the, the Chiefs are struggling. They have not been the same offense this year. And Baltimore has everything clicking now. But if you ask the average fan on the street, name three defensive players on Baltimore, they might have no idea who they, even though it's the best defense in the league, they're kind of no name and they're coming up and we haven't seen them before. There's a, we've seen them before and they've been here before feel with the Niners. And I think when you're, you know, you're looking at the Super Bowl, I know the Niners just got killed by them in December, but I do feel like maybe there's playoff experience and there's all these guys like Nick Bosa and Fred Warner, and you know these names, that they're going to be ready for the moment. And I totally get it. I understand why people would pick the Niners to be the favorite over the Ravens. Man, the Kyle Hamilton slander this morning. I won't stand <laughs> Kyle for Kyle Hamilton's it. in his second year. <laughs> I, I, I get what you mean. And um, by the way, he's the one, isn't it funny? He's the one name that is standing out on that defense. No, there's a lot more. Really? Yeah, I I mean, Matabike? I mean, Matabike is about to probably get a massive. Do you think? No, I mean, I really, it's really a very anonymous defense, which is to the Ed Reed and you know Ray Lewis and the stars maybe of the past. But well, compared to the Niners and the tradition of the Ravens, though, you understand that the names may change, but the ferociousness, the edge that they play with, is always the same. See, here's why to me, and even if it's just slight favorites, just call them the favorites because that's what's going on. I think that this doesn't hold up for both accounts, both things you're talking about. Number one, the 49ers, you can't say, are playing better than the Ravens, to your point. The Ravens look way more dominant. If you want to go back to the regular season, the Ravens destroyed all comers. Every time they played a division leader, they smoked them, including the 49ers. Now, we talk about rematches and how things could be different. That's a conversation for another day. What we know now is the Ravens have been the more dominant team. And if you're going to go to history and say, well, there's more of a familiarity with the 49ers being in big games than there is, well, the Chiefs are sitting there as the six-time 
AFC yeah. Championship <laughs> game participant, and they're the ones who have all of the, like, his, if you want to talk about historical, wow, we've seen them before, the Chiefs would get the nod in that instant. Oh, yeah, but they have to go through Baltimore. They're going to be, that's going to be a mash unit to get through that game, and you know that. That's well, why we're, we're projecting ahead. San Francisco is a big favorite. They're not going to get beat up by the Lions. I think Kansas City... If they get through Baltimore, are you really? I, you know that I, I think people are looking ahead. This Baltimore Kansas City game is going to be a war. Where I think, right or wrong, San Francisco is going to be able to handle Detroit at home okay. and come out. We're looking really strong. I'm going to tell you again where this argument falls short. As we're talking about the 49ers have already been deemed by Vegas to be the Super Bowl favorite. Whether they face Baltimore, whether they face Kansas City, obviously they have to get past the Lions first. Another place where this conversation falls short is you want to talk about, oh, the AFC winner is going to be much more beaten up because they may have, uh, at least on paper, a harder game. The 49ers are already without maybe one of their best players. Debo Samuel right now, 50-50 to play in this game. He injured his shoulder, which is the same shoulder that kept him out for several games midseason when he had a hairline fracture. Now they're telling us, that it's not broken. He doesn't have another fracture. Great. Still putting him at 50-50. And even Perloff, if he does suit up and play, what kind of contact could Debo invite? How yeah. can you run him out of the backfield? There's something they love to do. They love to put Debo in unique situations. They had him returning kicks. I mean, you can't put yeah. a guy with a bad shoulder. That would be a recipe for fumbles or whatever. You can't do that. I, I just see that the 49ers are already the team who's got the biggest question mark in terms of injury. 50-50 for a playoff game is 100% playing. That's math. Okay, That's math. strict math. <laughs> and then you could give me 40% of Debo Samuel. is still the toughest guy on the field. You're telling me they're – you know how these NFL teams, they're going to shoot him up. I've seen any given Sunday. They're going to put so many drugs <laughs> yeah. into that shoulder. Any given he's Sunday. Not, he's not going to feel a thing. Are you yeah. kidding me? Oliver you Stone is against, not producing this game. It's You bet against Debo Samuel in the open field. I don't care if he's on crutches. He's going to run over, dude. That guy is so tough no. that he can do anything. I, I'm not going to disagree with you on the toughness. Of course he's super tough. I'm just saying if they actually line him up in the backfield with a bum shoulder – I do not believe he's getting the football. I'll call your bluff on oh, that I, if I am the Detroit Lions. Oh, I they if Debo's out on the field, he is going to be Debo because I don't think he knows how to be anyway. And the Niners can't help but give it to Debo. Remember, he said, "Just stop making me a running back." What they do? They kept him a running back. He is so tough. Fifty-fifty for a guy for the playoffs. That's not bad, and he'll be back by the Super Bowl. If we're talking about the Super Bowl, he'll definitely be back by then. If he's questionable for Sunday, then good to go. I think every argument you have about the 49ers should be the favorites of the Super Bowl falls short on every single category. They're not the best team now. Historically, you've got teams who have more success, and one of their most important players, especially to their quarterback, Brock Purdy, is hurt. When Debo was hurt midseason, what happened to the 49ers, along with Trent Williams? What happened to the 49ers? The offense, whether it was the rain game in Cleveland, whether it was indoors against Minnesota, they looked bad. Yeah. Well, Purdy had a concussion, too. I don't know why he was out there. There was a lot going on in those games. Let me give you a couple reasons I know you're not going to like. I would argue San Francisco, on paper, is a more diverse team than Baltimore. Baltimore has not shown they can beat you with a passing game. They're a bottom 10 passing team, where San Francisco's top five in both passing and rushing. 
I don't think it's necessarily. I'm not saying Brock Purdy is in the same category as Lamar Jackson, but they can beat oh, you. With one sh- and two in MVP, probably. So yeah, I but think you could beat you. San Francisco could beat you in so many different ways. That where, just undercut the Purdy argument so hard by the the Purdy MVP argument so big. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but nobody. You're the only you one. Said, you're the only one still on the Purdy MVP argument. Everyone no, knows Lamar is going to win it. No, but you're just. You just said no one thinks the Purdy is in the same class as Lamar Jackson as a quarterback. Yet they're going to finish one two. Yeah, and Dak's going to be three. <laughs> okay. So tell me again how Purdy's the MVP. Okay. Sorry, Wait, continue your argument. Are we time machine in November? Nobody thinks Purdy's the MVP anymore. That was not a November argument. This when they lost to Baltimore. I told you it was a one-on-one showdown. Purdy beats Lamar. He's the MVP. And then said he threw four picks. Okay, continue. Well, regardless, I think if you have two weeks to go against the Ravens, I, I don't know that the Ravens have showed shown you that much. First of all, they haven't played in a month. They had this easy game against the Texans. I think people are like, okay, let's see Baltimore in a different situation. Let's see him in all sorts of different situations. Yeah, they killed everyone during the regular season. But if you have two weeks, you saw Houston. Houston looked like they had never seen tape of the Baltimore Ravens offense before. Everybody was running wide open, including Lamar Jackson. So I just think that with two weeks, you're going to have to make Lamar uncomfortable. Can you do that? Maybe. We've seen it before in the playoffs. So I think people are like, okay, I'm not seeing Lamar Jackson do it. I've seen Kyle Shanahan do it. I I do think there's some experience here. I mean... I think we just saw Lamar in that, that was a be, tie game at halftime high. that actually should have been the Texans up 13-10, but their field goal kicker missed the field goal uh, before the yeah. half. Like they should have been down at halftime and in, and they were tied. They came out like a house on fire. I mean, doesn't well, that show you? But do you know that if, if you totally, completely focus on Lamar running, that he could throw for 300 yards to beat you? I mean, I think the Ravens kind of showed you they can beat you in a lot of different ways. I mean, there were so many blowouts that the Ravens had. And to be fair, there were blowouts the 49ers had as well. But there were blowouts to the point where I don't think they had to really get in their bag, Is so that to speak. A, exactly. That's why I think it's an unknown. Uh, in a close game, if they really have to rely, what what are they going to rely on? If the game gets close in the fourth quarter... You know, we haven't really seen Lamar Jackson in that situation. We've seen Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes about 40 times in that situation. We do not know how Baltimore would react in a close playoff game. I mean, I'll say the same thing about Brock Purdy. You can say the same (laughs) thing about the 49ers. They had four one-score games. I'm going to take away the game, uh, the last game against the Rams because I was Sam Darnold starting that game and nobody, uh, guys, starters were, were sitting the whole time. But if you take the other four, including this last game against Green Bay, they've had four one-score games, and they're two and two, right? I mean, it's it's not like right. But if it's a tight, you, you don't exactly know they haven't been awesome in one-score games. But if it's a tight situation, where is Baltimore turning? They're going to go. Lamar is going to have to do everything. If it's a tight situation, San Francisco, McCaffrey is probably going to be the go-to guy. Right. So I just think that that it's apples and oranges. Purdy is not going to have to be guy. Lamar is going to have to be everything if it gets to be a close game in the playoffs. And I think that's why. There's some unknown about Baltimore. I mean, obviously, people are not discounting. It's a one-and-a-half-point spread here. I'm just saying that not everyone is sure. If you figure out how to slow down Lamar Jackson, if right. you make him uncomfortable, if you blitz him, Steve Spagnuolo gets a hold of him and does something, I just think that there's still people out there who are not sure he can do it all the way through the Super Bowl. Again, we are talking about the fact that the San Francisco 49ers, according to Vegas, would be the favorites whether they face the Chiefs or the Ravens, according to these Vegas sports books. I think that is incorrect. Perloff likes it. Here's another reason where, okay, you can give me this hypothetical uh, that a team is just completely bottling up Lamar in the run game and that he's got to throw and maybe throw for 300 yards to win a game. Let's talk about if it is the 49ers. 
This is a run defense that just gave up 136 rushing yards, including over 100 to Aaron Jones. If it is indeed this matchup, I don't think the 49ers can contain Lamar Jackson. I think they've shown that they can't contain the run. So that's something I'll have to worry about when I get there because I haven't seen it. Yeah, but Baltimore doesn't have Aaron Jones. They have Gus Edwards, which is... But you got your quarterback as a running quarterback. Yeah, but... A lot of those running plays are pass plays. They were Lamar. They're not all design runs. A lot of them are pass plays where the you saw the Texans were just over pursuing, and Lamar had no choice but to take the lane in front of them. So San Francisco maybe is better equipped to do that. It didn't really happen in December. Nothing went right. The other thing too, you look back at that game, San Francisco. Game? This I'm sorry, San Francisco against Baltimore in December. Yeah. San Francisco was moving the ball pretty much at e very easily against Baltimore, and then Brock Purdy would give it up. Uh, yeah, with the four the, interceptions. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think you walked away from that game saying, "Wow, these teams are so uh, uneven." I think that's a factor too. Like they they were pretty close. I think San Francisco outgained them on the ground. I think they had more total yards. So I think people are like, "Well, it, Baltimore's not going to be able to do that twice to a great team like San Francisco." Well, they might not, but I you got to give the Ravens credit here. How much more ammunition do I have to give you to show you that Baltimore is the better team? They. This is only the fourth time in the history of the NFL, according to ESPN, that the quarterback for the team was a first-team All-Pro, and they have the number one scoring defense. And I'm talking about the Baltimore Ravens. Quarterback is a first-team All-Pro. Defense is the number one scoring defense. Can I give you the other three teams to do this? 72 Dolphins, 78 Steelers, 1996 Green Bay Packers. And what do all those three teams have in common? Won the Super Bowl. You, I, I can give you history. I can give you now. I can give you the matchup. Like yeah. I, I, I've given you everything. The, the fact that the Ravens would not be the favorite if they get past the Chiefs in the Super Bowl is bananas to me. I'd be careful about those numbers. And where does San Francisco rank in scoring defense? Not number one. They're, I think they're number three. No, because they're not that good against the run. I don't. I don't where do they rank? Uh, find it for me because uh, I'm telling you facts here, and I think that. It's not that San Francisco doesn't have a great defense, but we were also talking coming off of that Ford, uh, that Green Bay Packer game. Like, yeah. it doesn't feel the same as it did. Well, here's the thing. So, San Francisco, three in total defense scoring, and they're two in scoring offense. I mean, their overall numbers also profile a Super Bowl team. Okay, and they met head-to-head, and what happened? It wasn't right. close. Exactly. Even yards on the ground. I mean, come exactly. on. Exactly. I'll give you 33 to 19 was the score. And just how many times. what they do to the Lions? But you have to. Six. to I understand. You have to understand like that meeting in the regular season isn't going to convince anybody of anything. Because how many times in the history of the NFL have we seen a regular season meeting have the exact opposite effect okay, on the playoff game? I'm thinking of your Bills. Your Bills have beaten the Chiefs countless times during the regular season. Come playoffs, it feels like that is almost a hindrance. Well, I think, okay, you might be right about that, but it's not like these people accuse me of only finding the negative when it comes to San Francisco. And I'm not trying to do that, and I'm not trying to be a negative Purdy person. I just thought that him with his MVP candidacy always seemed a little ludicrous, in my opinion. And you even said it before, that Lamar and Purdy are not in the same caliber as as quarterbacks, yet they're going to finish 1-2 in MVP. That's, that's my only point. I think people are doing this to the Ravens. I think people are unnecessarily going out of their way to pick apart the Ravens when you have... The MVP, you have this great defense, you have a coach that's done it before. Like you, I, I, I can give you, I can give you this season where I watched them, and and I know San Francisco also was was dominant at times. And I think people are looking for reasons to doubt the Ravens. 
Who are these people? Because I feel a lot of people like the Ravens too. I don't know. I mean, they're how, super popular. How much money do you think is going to come in on the Chiefs this week? Probably that is a lot. really really interesting. Uh, yes, I I do think you're right. It's a we've seen the Chiefs do it before. We've seen the Niners there before, and you know, and I I this is a huge flaw that I even I admit. Like you tend to your your brain errs towards what you've seen before. So it's hard to predict the new team. Oh, uh, I get that. It's hard to predict the new team, and I think that's what's happening with the Ravens. Is like, yes, we've seen Lamar in the playoffs before. It's never been super dangerous. So I think, and I don't think anyone cares about that Texans game. Believe it or not, I, I think that is a, oh my gosh, you got Houston who's 10-7 and 7 with a rookie quarterback on the road in freezing conditions. Like, that is not Kansas City, and that is not going to be San Francisco. Okay, but again, if we're talking about who should be favored in the Super Bowl, if you're just going to go by institutional knowledge and success I, we've seen, then the Chiefs should be a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I, it's plain and simple. So that's to me. I mean, I'd love to hear from – I know we have a lot of San Francisco fans in the audience. Uh, we're on in the Bay Area at 855 cbs should they be favored no matter who they face? First of all, you got a Lions game. I'm not trying to disrespect the Lions uh, here. We just thought it was interesting that you look ahead and the not and the 49ers would be favored no matter who comes out of the AFC. That just didn't that didn't sit right with me. It is interesting. It, it's maybe it's also too a function of the the Lions are also a young and experienced team. I think people think San Francisco is going to win a little easier. Hey, th- this game is going to be. Awesome. I have no idea what's going to happen. And that's another thing, too. The Lions are just like a complete wild card in this yeah, conversation. Does anybody who says they know what Dan Campbell's team is going to do? <laughs> uh, yeah, good luck. Good luck figuring that out. Uh, this, I mean, the funny thing is all these matchups will be great. I can't wait. I'm excited for this weekend, but now you got me fired up for the Super Bowl. Oh, my God. <laughs> there's so many angles. Are we, I think this uh, I think this Super Bowl is going to have good television ratings, Maggie. I think we're going to do. <laughs> I think people are going to tune in for this one. Yeah, yeah I think people are going to tune in. Paywall. Enjoy Man. it. God, the NFL script was written well this year because we have a lot of compelling players and storylines. That eh, could have been better. 855-212-4CS. Oh, yeah. 855-212-4227. could have done a little better. EJ, you look like you want to get in on this. I think the one thing about the Ravens and the 49ers pickling this matchup that is interesting is how well Mike McDonald's defenses have done against Kyle Shanahan-like offenses because it's not just the 49ers that they've zipped up. Yep. They zipped up the Texans twice. And they pummeled the Dolphins. And those are all coaches under that same Shanahan tree. For whatever reason, the Ravens seem extremely comfortable playing against that kind of offense. Now, Kyle Shanahan, does he bring something out of his bag for Super Bowl? You know he will. But I think when we're talking about rating what kind of matchup that would be, I'm not just looking at what the Ravens did against the 49ers. I'm looking at what they've done against similar teams, and they've destroyed those teams. Yeah, it's a good point because that Shanahan coaching tree is now all over the NFL. So everyone's trying to replicate it. And to have that kind of success, that's not a fluke. Yeah, but the Niners definitely moved the ball pretty well against the Ravens. They just, uh, Purdy, I don't know what happened. (laughs) (laughs) Purdy Purdy just got, lost his confidence big time in that game. Listen, all that is true, but they do have a secret weapon in Christian McCaffrey. So I do think that all bets are off the second time they meet. Listen, McVay lost to Shanahan a million times, and then he beat him in the playoffs when it counted. So... I totally understand your reasoning, but you know it's a completely new season. Everything that happened in the past is just not as important come playoff time. That is a good reason, though, EJ. Uh, 855-212-4CBS, CBS Sports Radio affiliates. Good morning. Free Odyssey app, crystal clear to download. Sirius XM Channel 158. And, of course, you can watch the show, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio and twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio, where Jay Bernal is accusing me of joining the club with all the rest of the 49ers haters. He says you can put your foot in your mouth with, with the rest of them. I'm a capital H hater. I'm not. 
And I've also said, if the 49ers win the Super Bowl, Eric in Portland was nice enough to send us Brock Purdy for MVP t-shirts. I will wear the Brock Purdy for MVP t-shirt for a month straight. There you go. You must so. have felt pretty good about that when they were losing to the Packers in the fourth quarter. <laughs> I, I said this on Friday. I said it before the game. No, no, I'm saying it. I, yes, I, I was feeling It must have crossed your mind. Oh, I don't have to wear this. By the way. When, when Jordan Love got the ball with a minute and seven seconds left, I was like, well, I think I'm all right here. You, you <laughs> know what the uh, most insane thing about this segment we just did? Yeah. The fact that we are ignoring the fact that Patrick Mahomes is sitting between Baltimore and even getting to that game. I mean, the, the GOAT. I know. Uh, so we're getting ahead of ourselves for conversational purposes. There is a small matter getting past Pat Mahomes. You know how hard that is, Maggie. Uh, I do know. 855, <laughs> thank you. 212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. So got a lot to chew on there. Should the 49ers already be the look-ahead favorites in the Super Bowl, no matter, well, obviously they've got to beat the Lions, but no matter who they face coming out of the AFC, if it does indeed break that way. Uh, Just some things we thought were interesting for you. Coming up, one new head coach making huge declarations. What did he say? We'll have it for you next. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff, where Maggie Gray is making the classic mistake of being fooled by her eyes, seeing the Baltimore (laughs) Ravens steamroll people and saying that team is good. Come on, Maggie. Classic (laughs) mistake. They've been doing it all year. Yeah, just because they're beating everybody by three touchdowns. No, I'd be sarcastic. But you know, you, the 49ers are kind of doing that too. Yeah, I, I was looking at some facts about Shanahan in the playoffs. He has made the conference championship in his first four playoff appearances as head coach. That's amazing. Kyle Shanahan uh, might be one of the all-time coaches here. So that's the other thing too. Yes, uh, EJ pointed out that he's had trouble against this kind of defense. Kyle Shanahan hasn't gotten there yet, but he's still young. He could be the factor that makes a difference here. There's a lot going on that's good for San Francisco. I know you know that. Of course. <laughs> but, We're just talking about the look-ahead odds had the San Francisco 49ers, if they get to the Super Bowl, they would be favored over either AFC opponent. And I disagree on that. I, I don't think you can make that claim, even though it's not a touchdown favorite. It's still slim. I don't think you can make that claim. I think the 49ers have had a great season, no doubt. But the Ravens have played better, beat them head-to-head. And if you want to talk about, okay, well, championship pedigree, well, then give it to the Chiefs. Yeah, but you cannot possibly make this Chiefs team the favorite against the 49ers. You can, I'll give you the Ravens. There's a great argument for that. The way the Chiefs have been playing, no way. I've been accused of being a hater against the 49ers. The ghost is in the Bay Area. Yeah, you're right there. You're a hater. <laughs> Not being okay. a hater, ghost. Hello. Who is this? It's Who are you? Who am I? Yeah. My name's on the show. You, you, you called in well, saying your been, name's the ghost. You've been, insulting, you've been insulting San Francisco and the Bay Area for the last two hours. I'm tired of it. Wait, hold on one second, no. ghost. I got to put, you, I gotta put you on hold for a second. Been on the air for 27 minutes. Yeah. No, four, but he, he, he knows. At uh, 4.30, you got in and you were talking about the Niners. <laughs> no. <laughs> I get up early. I stay up late looking for ways to hate on the 49ers. All right, let's see if Ghost is still there. Ghost is still there. Talk about the Bay Area. You know, if you knew anything about the Bay Area and sports, you realize that we we, we ran a sports figure here for the last 30 years. The Giants have won three world titles. Okay, let's put them on hold for a second. I feel like the Giants can't really factor into the argument here when we're talking about the 49ers, right? Are we just talking about – you want to talk about the Warriors – and just the magic that's kind of going on in the Bay Area, I'd probably go to Golden State before I go to the Giants. 
I don't know. The Giants killed my Phillies, so I, I'll go with the Giants. All right, let's check on them again. All right, Ghost, how we doing? Yeah, I hate to say, but Phillies were a good club. But the Giants had the Giants had a special had a special guy there with the coach, and uh, now we got a better one. I mean, we got a good guy now. I think we'll go. I was good to see the guy a day to leave. Yeah, so, uh, it's good. You know, I'm just going to put him on hold for one more time. We will talk about the Hall of Fame induction that's happening today. So that some baseball will get in the show today. All right, let's head back. Don't talk about anything, okay? You know, Bay Area, don't talk about it. Please. Don't come here. All right. Thank you, Ghost. Have a great yeah, have a day. day. You, know, I, you too, pal. Yeah, a... rub salt in your ear. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, bye. You have a good day. Okay. See. Bye-bye. Where do you want me to rub salt? <laughs> in your rear, I think he said. <laughs> and did you just get banned from a second place? He said, don't ever come there. I love the Bay Area, though. I don't want to get too bad. banned. Yeah, well, not, not, can't show up when Ghost is around. Mm-mm. Bay Area is a pretty sick sports town. Now that I put the math together. They have the Warriors, the Giants, and the Niners. Wait, who out of the, who's been there most recently out of all of us? Me. Hmm. I, I went and did a show from uh, KMBR. No, no, from 90, 97.5. My question is is it the ghost or ghosts? Yeah, how do you, The he, ghost was on the call screener, so I don't know. He said the ghost from, from Frisco. That's how he introduced himself. Oh, that ghost. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, get your ghost right. I gotta be honest, when I saw ghosts on the call screen, that's not what I expected. <laughs> what do you expect? It's kind of like uh I don't know, like a rapper or something. Oh, oh, like yeah. a ghost stage face. name. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> ghost yeah. face killer. Yeah, yeah. It not... was uh, that's where my mind went. I <laughs> yeah. thought it was gonna be something like that. I did not expect <laughs> if it was ghost face killer. I think that he said been cool. his name was Casper, so that's why they call him the ghost. Oh, oh, oh okay. I like that. Yeah, oh, see. Cool. Oh, we never talked about Tony Romo confusing the holy roller and the immaculate <laughs> reception, by the way. <laughs> Speaking of Dave Casper. <laughs> who was on that Holy Roller team. Which is funny because yesterday we did give Romo actually a little bit of praise yeah. because he kind of didn't get in the way totally of this broadcast, but I forgot about That was early. That was like the first drive of the game. Yeah, I mean, anybody, any NFL fan knows Franco Harris did not fumble forward, right? It's the most famous play in NFL history. He did say that's the old Franco Harris play. And so like, somebody Where? fumbled forward like an inch. It wasn't even like the Holy Roller. The, the Holy Roller rolled for 20 yards. Bounds to yeah, I know. Save the- yeah. Batting the ball out of bounds. Yeah. I was like, today's going to be an event. Yeah. Did, what was that, What was your reaction when Tony Romo said that? Because I just said, huh. Confusion. And yeah. I didn't understand what he was talking about. I'm like, but Franco Harris, none of that happened with Franco Harris. And then I saw EJ's tweet where he's I, like, uh, I EJ, think he, thank just, you. <laughs> he just confused the Franco Harris with the Immaculate Reception with the Holy Roller. Yeah, but, when you tweeted that, EJ, I was like, oh. <laughs> and it was funny, too, because we, uh, in the great debate a couple, like, couple months ago, we literally just did plays that have nicknames. Yes. Uh, and did. the Holy Roller was one that callers wanted to talk about. <laughs> and I was like, I know exactly what he's doing. And, oh, this is off so bad. <laughs> you know, I think we need, maybe EJ can be like a Romo interpret- interpreter. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> you need a degree for that, a major degree, like a PhD. I, need, I don't know what degree. Third degree, or I got two. I think you're like an anthropologist. You're like a Tony Romo anthropologist. You can speak his language. Yeah, but you don't want the Jim Nance effect where Jim is going to, Tony's going to rub off on Jim. You don't want EJ to start <laughs> talking like Tony Romo. Just getting overly excited about irrelevant things. All right, here we go, Maggie. <laughs> Jim! <laughs> And Nance never even politely fixed that, right? Which made me think that I was remembering NFL history wrong. (laughs) I think Nance had was just like we got a game in front of us here. We got Bills Chiefs. (laughs) I can't get distracted by saying that. And I used my one impression last week, so I can't go back to it now. Shovel was in the ground.
He used that bullet on Monday. He couldn't go back to it Sunday. So he just let it be. Oh, my God. He's got nothing else. <laughs> and it's second down. <laughs> it's second and short. It's I'm, so bad, I wonder if it's a gimmick. No. If they're purposely doing No this. way. Man, that'd be an all-time. Don't fall into that bit. trap. You know it's not that. People are just, just dumb. To, I can't sometimes. wait for it. it out. I can't wait for the Super Bowl broadcast, though. I I'm can. all in. I'm all in. First of all, Jim Nance is such a pro that he adds the gravity. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I again, I I have been told I listened to John Gruden on Monday Night Football because to have actually but Gruden never called a Super Bowl. I did well, yeah, because he has been didn't have them, but just to have access to a lunatic in the booth is an incredible thing. <laughs> you want to hear Greg Olson uh, methodically and analytically break down a football game? That's great, but if you want to hear the random, what are you looking forward to with Greg Olson and Burkhart? Just a great job of calling the game. <laughs> not, not MLK takes. You said yeah. access to a lunatic. Oh, if you ever Lake Gruden and Monday Night Football was the most incredible thing you've ever heard Lake in your life. Gruden, he was like forty-eight. You have no idea what. <laughs> He was, was going to come out of his mouth at any given moment. That is the best kind of telecaster, right? Late Gruden is not like he doesn't have all of his marbles. It's well, like, towards oh, the end, yeah, actually, that maybe, might be true. Yeah. But at the end of Monday Night Football, Gruden was just unhinged. And that's where Romo's going, and I like it. When Gruden and Sean McDonough got put together, it was like, this, there is no shot this is going to work. They are just so different. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's still, he was, I think at the time, the highest paid ESPN employee, it was... People like Gruden. He's definitely using their email. And you guys, one thing we all disagree, Madden was much more random than you guys remember. He was not coldly breaking out a game. He was like, you know, he'd mention like, oh, that's a great pull, uh, pulling a block by the guard. And what's up with that uh, cheeseburger over there? Can I get a bite of that? (laughs) He was all over the place. Honestly, if Romo was doing food takes, maybe a a little Uh, more. It's going to be good. (laughs) We're going to enjoy it in the Super Bowl. (laughs) We love CBS. Uh, One other thing. Can we all agree that the 70s had much better football nicknames? Uh, the Holy Roller, Sea of Hands, Casper the Friendly Ghost. I like, mean, we don't have any of that stuff anymore. What has do? a nickname? Fail Mary. We've had a couple great Fail ones. Mary's not as good as Sea of Hands. I mean, Fail Mary, what was that, the Seattle Green Bay game? Yeah. That is not iconic. These were playoff games where the Holy Roller, Immaculate Reception, I, I think we need to do a lot of work in okay. that area. In case people didn't know or maybe weren't watching the game, Bill's Chiefs, yeah. this was the, we think... As EJ pointed out, as our Tony Romo anthropologist, we think Romo mixed up the Immaculate Reception and the Holy Roller. You're batting the ball forward towards your opponent, then it's illegal. You can bat it backwards. In that case, they had the quick discussion and made the correct call. That's the old Franco Harris play, Jim. We're going down sports. <laughs> it's so folksy. That's the old Franco Harris play, Jim. We're. Going down, it's fourth down. <laughs> <laughs> he should have a day named after him. Also, too. What a day. He has this thing that he does with Gene where he goes for confirmation from Gene. Now, uh, yeah, that's past interference, right, Gene? And now everyone on my Twitter feed is, like, uh, <laughs> extending that. Uh, the Industrial Revolution was overrated, right, Gene? <laughs> Correct, Tony. <laughs> he goes to Gene for every confirmation bias he's ever had. Right, Gene? What a day. 
He's that, amazing. That TD must hate Tony Romo because he goes to him, and there are clearly times where Gene's mic's not up. Yeah, yeah the technical director who's oh, like yeah. in, pushing the buttons basically for everything that we see and hear. Right, that's my like that's my TD TV producer yeah. past coming with horror memories of just. No one gets yelled at stuff. more. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Gene is such a pro that he handles. Nobody could handle Tony Romo better than Gene's territory. <laughs> this could be the best Super Bowl ever. But You're I think right, Gene though. was there, right? On yeah, Sunday. yeah. He so was. I think that's part of the problem too. He's like right next to him, so yeah. it's like having a toy. You're right. That technical director who was in that truck must be like do their weekends at a you know contemplating like, retirement. I was gonna say Monday through Friday they yeah. must be in an insane asylum yeah. and then get ready just for the game. Oh, right. I mean back there, in the asylum. But there must be a support group because you have Tony's spotter because Tony's whoever's spotting for Tony is had the hardest job ever because he's like that's a first down there, Jim, and it's like five yards short of it. <laughs> I'm like, Dude, for Tony. You think he has a spotter or you, notes? I think he has a spotter. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. they all do, but people know about this in the booth. I wonder how much because, like, when they put the camera on the two uh, announcers, it's just those two. There's like five other people in the booth. There might be do. Uh... Is, is there one spotter for both the guys, or do they each I, have their the own spotter? Definitely is a spotter, yeah. obviously. And so guys, that's uh, got, helps them right, with the got, down and distance. Got binoculars yeah. and watching the game in down and distance. And then you have your stats guy who is right next. I don't know if there's two statisticians. I, I doubt he's. I doubt Tony is getting a spotter. Maybe I think Nance is getting a spotter. Yeah, 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 right. Because why would the color analyst need no, a spotter? No, that. But by, and we haven't talked about, it. about what was up with the spotting around the first down this weekend. I feel like they're totally lost control of that a guy. Uh, Devin Singletary landed about two feet past the first down and they said, all right, third and two. Did you guys see that play? They're having a lot of trouble spotting the ball. And it's confusing Romo even more. Well, you want to know why? It's they put together <laughs> they put together these all star crews allegedly. Yes. I don't think it's the same. You know, they're not all working. It's not the same crew from the regular season. They reward yeah. referees with the postseason. And God forbid they use any form of technology to help with the spot. I know. Or how about using more athletic people too? Like, how many times is the guy late running up the sideline because he can't keep track? He can't up with NFL players, so he's running up late and then trying to figure out where the spot was. Football. Do you think we should try to put the referees through some kind of like a fitness Combine. test? Yes, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Uh, and vision test, I would hope. It should absolutely <laughs> be a thing that you age out of. I mean, definitely. at some point, you just can't keep up with the athlete on the court or on the field. But yeah. what if you're like one of those older people who are just in incredibly good shape? Then you can what if keep, it's Tom Brady. Then you keep winning the test, but the test you get at some point the test gets harder. It's like on a on a scale. You get older, the test gets harder to make sure you can do it. Wait, so the hockey refs and the NBA refs do they have to pass a fitness test? Oh, definitely the hockey refs. Uh, I think hockey refs. Yeah, yeah, I think both. Because like. The NBA refs, I remember once talking to one of the female NBA refs, we did a panel together, and she was like, that was my biggest concern going from college to the NBA was not that I wasn't going to get the calls right, I'm I'm confident in my ability there, but just running up and down the court and kind of keeping up with the NBA players, and she does it I mean, perfectly. you look at the NBA refs, I mean, they're pretty fit, like almost all yeah. of them, you know, and Dick Pavetta did it until he was like 100, and he almost beat Charles Barkley in a race. And the NHL <laughs> refs have to skate around the yeah. whole game, so you, you guys have to have some uh, physical fitness. My claim to fame is Eddie Malloy was on my summer league team a bunch of times. He's, I think he's one of the all-time Division two scoring leaders. He, you know, Eddie Malloy, he gets in a lot of trouble, we got blotter. <laughs> yeah. Any <laughs> NBA fan who's ever been yeah, on the yeah, game, yeah. we definitely know Eddie Malloy. Eddie Malloy, but uh, he... It's not Scott Foster, but he's not not Scott Foster. He was an unbelievable. I think a lot of them are great, former great players, like good high school players. Remember Leon Wood, the former NBA player who was an official forever? I think those guys were great. Hayward Workman also was an NBA player who did refereeing for a while, too. I I think you have to have athleticism. Uh, Can you imagine us out there? What what former NFL player? 
I don't know. By the way, Sean Hockley didn't really kill you guys as much as everyone thought he was going to. No, the fumble out of the end zone, that was, yeah. I think that came that was New, New York. York. <laughs> <laughs> New York. That was a hockey uh That had New York written all over it. There were a bunch of times. You want to get out of the stadium alive? I think New York York called Hockley before the game and said, dude, let us do the work here. Right, Gene? (laughs) (laughs) Bogus, you got headlines. Uh, They're sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $750 on average. Call or click today and find out if we can save you hundreds on your car insurance. Maybe the Eagles fell apart, and maybe Maggie's taking treadmill shots at America's big brother, Jason Kelsey, but at least Philly still has Joel Embiid. Joel drives it down the lane, left-hand layup, it's up and good. 70 points for Embiid. Tom McGinnis on Sixers Radio using all of his energy on the previous 23 Embiid buckets in a 133-123 decision over the Spurs. Those 70 points are a team record as 18 rebounds a career high, and there were five assists. Michael Jordan, the only player with that combo of the three in one game. Wolf never did this? <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. Just, just you, you and just MJ. You How and crazy Jordan. is I that? I don't believe that. Although, you know, some of those, you know, Will Rikers, uh, you know, we... You know, we still got to see, but I'm sure Will, he's done it uh, at some point. <laughs> that was Embiid postgame on NBC Sports Philadelphia. Will never had a 65-15-5 game. His 100-point game, by the way, came as a Philadelphia Warrior. That's why Embiid's 70 are a Sixers record. I definitely didn't think I was going to lose sleep last night watching Embiid do this, but I did, thanks to NBA TV, yep. watching this dude drop 70. Unbelievable. So, did you know Devin Booker did it in 2017? So, that kind of makes it a little weaker. To well, me. they lost that game. Yeah, but still, like, I was like, I, I woke up this morning, I'm like, what can I do with this 70? It's not quite 81 with Kobe, and if they still lose in the second round of the playoffs, am I super excited about this? Should I be fired up as a Sixers fan? Is this history? Wait, I'm sorry. Didn't Carl Anthony Towns score, like, 62 last I'm, night? I'm going to get to that, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. I, I didn't mean to... <laughs> Jump all over you, but no. Thanks, 70s, Maggie. Geez, I I'll just, I'll just leave. <laughs> no, I, I need it for my point, which is 70 super impressive. I'm not poo-pooing on yeah. it. We literally get these kind of nights. I don't know if they mean what we think they mean. I yeah, think this is going to end up meaning more in the future because of what Wimbenyama is going to become. And in fact, if I was Joel Embiid, I'd love the fact that I scored 70 on Wimbenyama. You mean if he's, he's so slow and he's easy to cook? Is that what no, you're saying? No, no. <laughs> going to become probably an all-time great, and you're going to be like, well, I scored 70 on Wimbenyama. It's like it's like you're going to say, I scored 70 on Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and, as a rookie. We never think about uh, when Kobe scored 81, who was on that Raptor team? Oh, Jalen Rose. Well, we know Jalen, but who else? By the way, Don, uh, Donovan Mitchell and Damian Lillard have also scored 70. So it seems like a before and beat a, a shooting guard kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, when big they, men don't score these kind of yeah, points like this anymore. He hit but, all three last night. Just one. He only, wait, he's trying to hit only one three? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was it was twos and free throws. Even the free throw total I thought would be more. I think he had like 20, I want to say 21, 22. Um, like, yeah, it was remarkable. I, this was impressive. And, he, and I'm wondering now, can this guy not get to 65 games and then not be, you know, considered the MVP? Like, if he doesn't get to 65, he's not going to win the award. Yeah, this is new rules from the NBA. you got to play at least 65 games to be considered for uh, – Season awards. He's averaging 35 points a game. How does he not 
be the MVP at that point. Well, yeah, because I don't think in the history of the NBA, the leading scorer doesn't necessarily mean you're the MVP. I mean, George Gervin led the league in scoring a bunch of times and never won an MVP. Right, but this this is a, a him. He's carrying a good team in a tough conference. They're one of the top three teams in the East. Yeah. The other guys you're talking about, okay, you want to talk about Shea Gills Alexander, they're second in the West. Nicole Jokic, they're third in the West. Like, you're not talking about somebody who has 40 wins and, and they're, you know, killing everybody. Like, the Sixers are right there with everybody. Yeah, but but are they? Well, we have a, a lot of time to unpack all that. Yeah, Anything yeah. else, Bill? Carl uh, <laughs> Anthony Towns had those 62 in a loss. His T Wolves falling the Hornets 128-125. Kevin Durant had 43 in the Suns' 115-113 win over the Bulls. And the Tennessee Titans reportedly close to hiring Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan as their new head coach. Now I'm done. Okay, Bogish, thank you so much. Again, new head coach making some big claims. We've got that for you next. 855-212-4CBS. Maggie and Perloff, CBS. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Sports Radio. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff, morning show here on CBS Sports Radio. So, while the coaching carousel continues to turn, we do have one head coach that has been hired, and that is Gerard Mayo, who was elevated Perloff uh, from assistant linebacker coach to the Patriots, but really was lower to the head coach in waiting, and now he's the top guy. He made an appearance on WEEI yesterday, the Greg Hill Show, and sort of mapped out a little of what the offseason should look like for the Pats. We're bringing in talent 1,000%, so have a lot of cap space and cash. Ready to burn some cash. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a fun shopping spree. $66 million in cap space. Now, that's all well and good. That is not exactly the Belichick way. Yeah, no um, cash. <laughs> I think what's interesting about this is Gerard Mayo obviously must feel very, very comfortable here that he's got a lot of power in the building because Perloff, the last, the, the two times he's spoken to the media, he's told us a couple things. One, he said they're going to take a quarterback with the number three pick. I mean, it's kind of a big thing to put out there. Yeah. And now saying that they have a lot of cash to burn on free agents this team has not hired a general manager yet. It, it, it seems a little cart before the horse that you're putting it out to the public and your fans, all this red meat, quarterback, spending, when the person who maybe is making those decisions hasn't been hired yet. Yeah, I mean, he's got an issue, though. 
even if they do spend money, is this one of the bottom five rosters in the NFL? And then you're going to bring in a quarterback with a number three pick. How do you support that guy when you have no talent in the building? So I do think, actually, they're going to have to be aggressive because they don't want to take Jaden Daniels and have what happened in Carolina happen. That's, okay, the, that's the exact nightmare. So they're going to support him and buy a bunch of receivers. Oh, I get it. And, and you can do what you did with the Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville, and they spent like a quarter of a billion dollars on absolutely. free agents, and they made the playoffs that one year and then obviously missed the playoffs this year. But what do we always say about free agency in the NFL? Well, if it's you know, there's a reason guys get them. It, it's not, but the point is, I think you need to support this young quarterback a hundred percent, and you can't be Belichickian and look five years from now. You just cannot have Bryce Young and be one. This team could easily be. Say they took Drake May or Jay, they could easily be three and fourteen next year under Gerard Mayo. I mean, if they if they don't really bolster that roster, who are their receivers? I mean, their defense is old. Uh, I mean, there's nothing there. I just get, I I worry a little bit when you try to do the quick fix here. And I'm not Uh, saying you shouldn't try to win, and I'm not saying you shouldn't be aggressive. But the NFL is littered with these types of negative examples where you bring in high-priced free agents and you think it's going to be this great, you know, core and ends up being either A, a disaster, B, just sort of a a Band-Aid over an open wound. It doesn't really hold it together. Like, what is the rush here for the Patriots to Mm. feel like they have to spend all this cap space in one offseason? Well, I think the Texans are a good model. They brought in a lot of older players to support C.J. Stroud. They were Uh, high-priced guys, though. Those are like the Jerry Hughes's and the dudes who were kind of cast-offs. Well, they, I mean, the, the Texans actually have really, really good line already. Yeah, they they're, they're paying a lot for their offensive that was line. That draft, wasn't it? No, they traded for Tunsil, I think. Um, oh, right. Tunsil went so, to Miami, and then they traded. Yeah. That was back with Bill O'Brien. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they definitely like were like, we're not going to leave this guy out to dry. Because they see what Carolina... Carolina came in the last season with the old... Uh, Adam Thielen is their number one receiver. Like you cannot do that in today's NFL because your rookie receive your rookie quarterback has no chance. I think they're going to support him big time. Be very unbelichick like and look short term. T. Higgins, maybe Kevin is in Oregon. Uh, we were talking about great individual scoring performances in the NBA. You wanted to call our attention to one. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning. How are you guys? Fantastic. What's up? Good. Good. Um, see, I couldn't look this up because I'm driving. But I think Damian Lillard scored over 70 points a couple of years ago. Yeah. He did. We're talking did. about, yes. And so did Donovan Mitchell. I just looked that up. Yeah, I think I think the Blazers lost that game, too. So, a lot of good that does you, right? <laughs> Kevin, thank Thanks. you for checking yeah. in. We've just been talking about with Embiid scoring 70 last night. You've had these big performances. Oh, uh, EJ saying the Blazers won that game. Oh, they did win that okay. game. Well, what... It's a great individual performance on a regular season night. Yeah, I don't know. 70's not 80, though. You really, To really be historic, you got to get 80, right? I mean, I think 70's a great... It's a great feather in your cap. I, I don't know what more to take from it than you had a hot night and you were the hot hand. Yeah, and you did against the worst, second-worst team in the NBA. So, okay, do it in the playoffs, Joe. I'll get 70 in the playoffs, then I'll be really impressed. Would the Super Bowl be better if the Lions are in it? Get to that next. 855-212-4CBS. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.